wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Well, I got two words for all of you to describe Hell in a Cell. Holy shit. It, that night was just up and down of action, emotion, and a couple title changes. So I want to focus on the actual Hell in a Cell matches first. Each of them had their own unique ending, but did the right show end the event? Did the right match end the event? Excuse me. Honestly, yes. Um, It was actually, in my opinion, if I really had to choose out of all the matches in the night, I would definitely go with Orton and McIntyre. Um, We've seen this brutal match. Well, not match. Feud between them on and off. Um, It was definitely by far very good. Good choice. Um, And I don't think I've could have expected anything more out of Orton, um, you know, putting up for it, you know, rightfully claiming the title um, again, which congratulations to Mr. Randy Orton for becoming a 14-time WWE champion. Um, took you long enough to get it back. But <laughs> but um, hopefully um, my theory that I have is not going to come true. Um, I want to be wrong in that, okay. um, which I have a feeling that Drew's going to get it back. Then it's going to go back to Orton in enough time where he breaks Ric Flair's record. So, um, the hot potato, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. So, but anyway, very good match. Um, I knew at the end when McIntyre, when Orton ducked out of the way for the um, Claymore, I was like, okay, this is it. Next thing to RKO, the bell rung. I was like, okay. You know, so either way, um, Drew did have a good run with it. He did very um, – he was actually able on top. Um, but either way, with that outcome, I've always been an Orton fan, so I was happy either way how the match went. Um, and believe it or not, it was actually a f- well-fair match. No cheating, no low blows, nothing. You know, basically everything was legal. Well, even though low blow would still be legal, but you know, I'm just saying they fought for <laughs> it. They fought right. for it. So, um, anyway, once again, congratulations to Mr. Orton. And uh, by All the right. way, you might want to look out. You got a lurking Miz out there with Mr. Money in the Bank. So look out, Orton. Oh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, we'll get to that. You don't want me to get started on that. <laughs> All right, Jolie. Well, you and I were talking about this a bit before we started recording. So uh, I know you got a different opinion on this one. Yeah, no. 100% Kayla is 1,000% wrong in this. Drew and Randy should not have ended the show unless they were going to have the Miz cash in. The one that should have ended the show, honestly, was Sasha and Bailey putting an end to this friendship and fire um, and forging the fires of their new founded rivalry which will go back to their days in nxt that match has so much more story and history with it than drew and randy and i think that that one should have closed the show similar to when becky and sasha should have closed the show last year 
that show, mm-hmm. somebody said that this one was better than 2020. While I'll agree with the Fiend match, that match is no longer in our existence. We don't remember it. We don't think about it. It is over and done with. There's no way in <laughs> hell. There's no way in hell the Sasha Bailey match, minus the emotional entanglements with that match, comes to the level of the Becky-Sasha match of last year's Hell in the Cell. But the emotions and everything that has gone into this five-year journey with Sasha and Bailey. The twists and turns where it's normally Sasha that backstabs Bailey, and this time it was finally Bailey in her glory of darkness, which I absolutely love the play on dark and light, not only in their match and in, but in the Roman and Jay Uso match. I love mm-hmm. the play on the dark and light. I thought that was absolutely brilliant on their parts. Um, now, whether Sasha is a fully face, I can't tell you that. Um, she still does underhanded shit. She's always going to do underhanded shit. She's just never really known how to play well with the rules. Um, but I think that she is going to, again, come to the status of what Becky Lynch is as a tweener. I think, in all honesty, I think all four horsewomen are going to reach this level of tweeners where they're not necessarily good, not necessarily evil. They just do shit their own way. And they'll hopefully come together and beat the fuck out of the four horse ponies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I was looking at all three of these uh, Hell in a matches, and I saw online ahead ahead of time that uh, they said that Drew and Randy were going to main event, and I said, no, that's not one. This is, out of all three Hell in a Cell matches, this one was like the least, it was like a little underwhelming, because it's like we've seen this match before, and it's like we've seen the confrontation before and everything, and the other one had, the other two has so much story, so much heat, so much invested into it and everything. So I was like extremely shocked about that. And I do want to say congratulations to Sasha, uh, the third women's Grand Slam champion, Grand Slam Sasha. Oh, that match was killer. And I don't know where the story is going to go from here, but it is crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to beat around the bush on this one anymore. Jolie, putting match, Jay and Roman. What the hell? I think it showed how much resilience Jay Uso has. Um, the fact that he was beaten and speared three times to the point where he said he can't breathe, knocked out. The ref went to go call the match. So Roman would have won anyway, you know. I better be seeing WWE fines Roman Reigns for putting his hand on officials like we've seen for the women, like for Nia right. and, and for Charlotte. Um, so, you know, they, they better, you know, find the chief. And the one thing, like, you know, I understand it's, it's for their, their, their quote unquote blonde light for the Inouye family. But my issue is he's bringing in somebody that has nothing to do with this feud and I would honestly love to see her smack the shit out of him. And that's Naomi because she's been tweeting like, why am I getting brought up? Why am I involved in your mess? And it's honestly something that I'm very interested in seeing, like, you know, how that plays. Maybe that's why the rumors of her going to the Hurt business to get revenge on Roman for all of this. Okay. Um, because, you know, me, me personally, I would love her to go to Retribution. But um, I'm starting to agree with one of my friends and say that she would actually fit better with the Hurt business and uh, go from there. But, yeah, no, that match, um, it only took Roman acting like he was upset 
and starts choking out Jimmy for Jay to quit. Yeah. Now, I, there's one thing I don't understand. So they either submit and be his bitch or they're out of the family. Is that correct? Or is it they're out of the family regardless? No, they got to like take this fall in line, uh, acknowledge him as tribal chief and everything like that. If they don't, they're out. Yeah. Naomi's going to have a say in this. I just have a feeling about that. Because that, that's... when they brought up the wives and the kids... And then her mm-hmm. her tweeting on 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 Twitter the other day, it's like something's about to go down, something's about to happen, and this shit is going to pop off. But all of their drama aside, that match mm-hmm. was brutal. Yeah. That match had history, mm-hmm. especially with Afa and Sika putting the chieftain beats on him at the end. Yeah, and so yeah, that match was the perfect match to kick off the show, in my opinion. Oh, it was definitely like a, it was like just emotional overall to watch the whole thing and everything. And it's just, yeah, it's like the only way he quit was because uh, Roman was looking at Jimmy, who just had surgery, who's recovering from knee surgery. Who, who, just, they, they've said he will be back in January. So, um, so that's still a couple months off, but yeah. this could lead to a bigger storyline. It could lead to a lot of different things. So we just have to wait it out and see. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, Kayla, your thoughts on the match? Um, well, part of me wants to strangle Roman. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, um, like Jolie said, um, very good match to kick off, you know, Hell in a Cell. Um, and of course, when Jimmy came out, and was trying to hit truce with them. I was sitting there. I was part of the um, Thunderdome. And I was just like, don't fall. I'm sitting there yelling at the screen going, don't fall for it, Jimmy. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. You know, he ain't going, no, no, no. Don't fall for it. And it's like that moment was like a horror movie. Like you're yelling at the screen. Like, don't go behind that door. Because the um, killer's right there, you know. But um, right. so it was a very good match. Um we knew Jay would not give up unless he absolutely positively had to. Um, and even that, even if Jimmy, even if Jimmy wouldn't have came out and trying to save him, I guarantee Jay would still be out there. I ain't quitting. I ain't quitting. I ain't quitting. Yeah. So um, that was the case. We'd probably still be watching Hell in a Cell right now. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, yes, uh, Roman did set Jimmy into the lock because he knows eventually that would get Jay to end the match. Um but I do have to admit it was decent. Um, but I'm looking forward to um, seeing where this continue, how they're going to keep going until Jimmy does come back. Um, and was Roman, was Roman telling Paul to shut up out there a couple of times? I think, cause he kept mm-hmm. looking like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. um, but anyway, above all, pretty good kickoff match. Um, part of me was kind of rooting for Jay, but as you know, that ain't going to happen. But, um, Congrats to Roman for retaining, even though you're, I don't know, Barry, more annoying right now than Seth Rollins was as a Monday Night Messiah. <laughs> Out. Out. Just- no, 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 <laughs> no. Our jester thinks otherwise. <laughs> oh, hell no. There's nothing more annoying than a man who thinks that he's God's gift to savior, to saving us. And that's what Seth was. Roman's just being a mafia god, is being a godfather. So, 
I'll take the Godfather over the street preacher any day. Street preacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so with Roman reigning, Randy getting the WWE title, it looks like Survivor Series. We're gonna have Roman versus Randy, and if they bring in NXT, and if he's recovered, uh, Finn might get added to the mix. So, Kayla, who 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 would you pick out of those three? Oh God! Honestly, uh, honestly, honestly, don't just say Finn because he's your favorite. Honestly, that's really tough because, as like I said, as much as he annoys me right now a little bit, um, I've always been a fan of Roman Reigns. Um, he's finally back on top. Um, Orton's always been a favorite of mine. Um, he's finally rightfully claimed his gold again. Finn Balor has always been one of my favorites from the very start, even way back when he ever first started his career in wrestling. He's finally got gold again. <laughs> oh, I love you so much, Finn. I support you. Heel, face, demon, regular Finn, no matter what. But if it ends up becoming Survivor Series, I'm going to have to go with Mr. Randy Orton because he hasn't really been on top like he should. And he's finally back on top. So sorry, Finn. I love you, but I'm going to have to choose Orton for once. And then Finn, then Roman. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Nah, with everything that's been gone and everything, if those three end up tangling up at a Survivor Series, I'm probably going to pick Roman. What do you think, Jolly? I would go with Randy in that instance because Randy knows all the underhandedness that Paul Heyman can do on on the outside of a ring. I mean, when it comes to working with the dirtiest player of the game, Randy has the leg up on that one. Roman has the strength and Finn has the quickness, but you have to think that Randy Orton is the complete package. So he's got the strength, the quickness, and the dirty handedness. So I give the edge to Orton and I would give that win to Raw. Okay. All right. So since I brought up the men, let's tangle the woman, let's tackle the women's one real quick because. All along, everyone has been done for Survivor Series to be Sasha representing SmackDown, EO representing NXT, Asuka representing Raw. If NXT is in Survivor Series, we get our dream match. I'm on it. I love all three of them, but of course, I am a Sasha fan. And so I would definitely have to pick Sasha in that aspect. But uh, I might be a little biased on that one, but. Uh, Jolie, who would you pick out of those three? It doesn't matter. We win. The fans win. Straight <laughs> up. Th- that 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 match, NXT could win. Raw could win. SmackDown could win. Nobody could win. But the fans would win because that match would already be a banger. Um, but I'm actually going to give the edge to the NXT champion, Io Shirai. Alrighty. If, if she beats Candice LeRae on Wednesday. Now, if she beats... If she beats Candace, then yes, I give the edge to Io Shirai. If Candace is the new champion, I go with Sasha. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that one for Wednesday. Kayla, who would you pick? Well, first of all, I'm going to say congratulations to Miss Sasha Banks for becoming a six-time women's champion. Seven, if you include NXT women's champion. Um, But Io Shirai, if Asuka, Sasha Banks three i would have to say three of my favorites um if it's eo and oscar i can kind of see those two kind of working together to eliminate sasha um Mm -hmm. 
but like Jolie has said, um, it might be Candice LeRae, depending if she beats EO. But um, either way, I do love Oscar to death, but she's had her time. Um, EO or Candace, I love them both. Um, but either way, I'm going to have to give it to SmackDown. Give it to Miss Sasha Banks. All right. Okay. So for the other couple of matches, I'm not going to get into Elias and Jeff Hardy because that one's just, I really didn't care too much for that one anyway. Do we even have to go on the Retribution one either? Because that, that was bullshit and bullshit. Oh my god, that was absolutely nuts, and I'm I'm very pissed about how the okay. All right, how, how about this? We'll we'll just ignore the retribution match, the Jeff Hardy match. We all know it was Sheamus that ran over Elias, um, <laughs> and he's getting you know. But I give props to Jeff for um, working with Elias. Um, it shows that they have a lot of trust in Jeff to work with younger talent, um, especially the caliber of Elias. Though I will say this. His song last Monday night was actually really kind of good. I was actually enjoying that. And then Jeff just started shredding and it's just like. <laughs> Put him to shame. <laughs> so let, let's just, let's just focus on the other bullshit of the night. <laughs> More like heartbreaking. Oh, damn. Okay. So Ms. Morrison bride. JBL to get the court case in their favor. Set up the match tonight. Miz and Otis for the Money in the Bank contract. Morrison gets ejected from ringside. And just when you least expect it, Tucker, of all people, turns his back on Otis and hits him with the case. And Miz ends up winning. Jolie, go ahead. Oh, fuck. Uh, that was actually just, like you said, it was very heartbreaking. And at first I thought it was a mistake, but then I saw his his face. And then, you know, Miz was completely shocked. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say that it does give Tucky, Tucker, yeah, Tucky, Tucker a way to break away from heavy machinery since they are now technically broken up. He's on Raw and it gives him a chance to you know, find himself and maybe one day that heavy machinery will, you know, get back together. Be like, I guess they have to go their separate ways and it's the way they've got to do it, but I hate that the way that they had to do it because Otis um, is probably one of the sweetest human beings ever. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to meet him and Tucker at WrestleMania 35 Access and you know, he gives bear hugs. I mean, when I say <laughs> bear hugs, I mean, that dude is just like you want a hug and he'll give it to you. Like that's how awesome he is. So he's, he's just like the sweetest guy ever. And with him being Polish and I'm Polish, you know, I understand a little bit of his growing up and, you know, his relationship with his mom or his grandmom's the same relationship I have with my grandmom when it came to wrestling. So it's like, you know, I see a little bit of myself in him. So, you know, it breaks my heart to know that, you know, he's got to be all alone now on SmackDown and, you know, without the contract, without Mandy, without his best friend. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, they could hook up Otis with um, Big E for a little bit. You know, that'd be an interesting combination for a tag team mm-hmm. just to get another tag team going. Um, right. Plus, just to watch those two dance in the ring would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, so, you know. 
it, it's going to be interesting how they break them up singles wise because we, we've only known them as a tag team. And sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I know it's an experiment. I know they have to try to break up tag teams to make things new, but it's like, I feel like that sometimes they give up on tag teams that are established just to break them up to do that. And I really wish Vince would stop shitting on the tag team division. And um, speaking of tag teams, Pat McAfee, Go suck the biggest fucking dick you can find. And Danny Burchell, when it comes to your COVID comments, you can go suck the same dick that Pat is. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, the McAfee one I get, but I, I, you're going to have to tell me. There was um, a comment on Twitter about, you know, COVID and Danny said something and Shane Helms got involved and road dog got involved and road dog is a very much very right-wing thinking i didn't realize that danny birchall felt the same way um and they're like saying that covid's no big deal people survive from it and what pissed me off is that i'm reading stories horror stories of people that were not vented and just you know they were in the hospital but they didn't have vent they had oxygen one Uh woman has to get is on the uh transplant list for new lungs um a gentleman who's a wrestling fan actually said that he has neurological problems now because of the lack of oxygen he was getting so yes while people survive covid and you know what have you there are still many many things that we do not know when it comes to covid19 and mm-hmm. we're not going to know the full ramifications of the over 8 million people and rising. And it's scary like, to, to, to know that you've come in contact. My dad did. My dad came in contact with somebody. Thank God he's negative. But I, oh, couldn't, I couldn't go to work this week. I couldn't go to work. Okay. That's just... It's it's been it's been a tough couple days, you know. I'm downstairs wearing a mask. Um, he's wearing a mask. Mom would sometimes wear a mask, but she would morally stay in her room. It was just it's just been a very stressful weekend. Um, you know, so it's just like people that, you know, say masks don't save lives, they might not prevent it completely, but ninety nine percent of the time they will. So yeah. that's why Danny Birchall can go suck a dick. Okay, I, I agree with it. I agree with that one then. Oh, if your state has early voting, get out there and vote. I don't care if you're 18, 30, 50s. If you're old enough to vote, there is a woman. If you have early voting, go. There was a woman from Texas, from Dallas, Texas. She was 109 years old. She said, go out and vote. There was a woman who didn't speak speak a lick of English who was 106 years old. She emigrated and became a national nationalized mm-hmm. citizen. She voted. If these old people can vote, get your asses out there and fucking vote. I don't care who you vote for, but things have got to change, and we need to speak up loud enough to say things need to change. Exactly. <sighs> okay. All right. Back to rest. Okay. Kayla, thoughts on the whole Otis, Mountbank, Tucker fiasco? I knew the moment that John Morrison got ejected from ringside. I had this feeling. I said, Miz is going to have help. He is not going to get this on his own. So I was like, I want to be wrong. Next thing you know, here comes Tucker. And I said, I wanted to be wrong. But like Jolie said, 
Um, eventually, this they all have to break up tag teams. Um, as dominant they was, I kind of hope they would at least have the tag team titles at least once, but um, that never happened. Um, right. But I really hate how they had to take it from Otis. I wish they wouldn't have took it from him. If you, um, I kind of wish that they would have maybe say, hey, um, go cash it on Roman. You might lose, but at least he tried, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that had been a little bit better um, instead of giving it to the Miz. Um, Miz, I'm going to meet you tomorrow. Um, I got my question ready, but it might be changed to why did you have to do this to Otis? I'm just kidding. Um, but no, <laughs> why you have to do this to Otis? Um, I have a no. theory once she's done. Oh, okay. But no, um, I guess I'll say this. Congratulations to Miz for being coming a two time money, the bank winner. Um, so just to let you know, you're on raw. So yeah, you have a slithering viper you have to worry about right now. So, um, good luck. But yes, the whole Otis losing the briefcase was a heart crusher and when Jolie mentioned something about teaming Otis up with Big E first thing that popped in my head was a twerking caterpillar <laughs> that's actually a cool name for a tag team <laughs> <laughs> because when she had, when you mentioned it it was funny because she was like put Otis and Big E together and I'm and I pictured Big E doing his twerking and I saw Otis in the ring with the caterpillar and it was like twerking caterpillar oh my god yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah um but hopefully they don't do Otis wrong um either way I hope they don't do Tucker wrong either so hopefully they're doing something good for both of them um don't bury Otis please thank you yeah, and like one other thing, it's like I don't know how besides Survivor Series, I don't know how Otis is gonna get revenge because they are on two different shows. So I guess I have to wait and see what plays out on this. All right, Jolie Theory. So you have the Miz that takes the briefcase. Mm-hmm. But why does the Miz get it and not Morrison? Everybody said Morrison should have been in that match and should have won the title should have won the money in the bank ladder match. I think that this is gonna be a way for Morrison to stab Miz in the back. And move on to singles competitorship. So I think that that's what's going to... I think they're moving that way to break them up, which I think is going to need to be done. I can see Miz still as a heel, but John as a face. And God damn it. (laughs) Stupid. Theory, shut up. That's Bixby. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely see that happening. Um, I, it literally just like, I was, I was thinking about it and they were kind of, it felt like they were kind of toying with it at the time with the tag titles and then with the intercontinental, it's like, okay, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And then I was like, okay, to just wait on it wait till they, they do the draft and they move them, then have it because it's just like, I don't want Miz cashing in. And I could see him cashing in, but not winning. There's no way in hell he could beat Randy without cheating. There's no way in hell he could have beaten Drew without cheating. There's no way in fucking hell he could beat Roman with cheating or not cheating. So it's like, uh, he's fucked either way. What's he going to do? Go cash it in on, the, on, on Finn so he could be a Grand Slam champion? Ooh. Hey, 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 hey. I'm just saying... <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. They actually have had really good matches with him and Finn. True, true. Oh my god. I just saw this on Twitter. 
And okay, so at heel phenomenal one actually just caught on this thing on Twitter, and I'm gonna shout out to them because I was about this right now. Who did Miz catch in his first Money in the Bank to win the uh, title from? Crap, I forget at the top of my head. Ah, Rand was it Randy? And they actually the date of the cash in was November twenty second, twenty ten. Survivor Series is on November 22nd. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. And it's like, with all this, it's like history repeating itself. Because Miz actually tweeted out uh, something on Instagram with, like, history repeating itself and everything. And so, uh, Hilton number one, you're, I think you're on the right track with this. Because, if anything, I do see him cashing it in on Randy. And you might be onto something, brother. Oh man, that's gonna be excellent. Okay, all right. So let's see here. Wait, 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 Ms. Just to let you know, did you check that briefcase? Um, see if the contract's in there. You might have Otis's lunch in there. Just want to let you know that. So, uh, you might want to check it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point. Good, good point. Ah, oh, alrighty. So let's switch over to Wednesday. Uh, with Howl Havoc, Miss Shotzi Blackheart is hosting. Got four matches, and they're all going to be crazy as hell. Uh, let me give you an easy one to start off with the predictions wise and everything. Haunted House of Terror match, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes, Kayla. I'm just going to make it short and sweet and to the point. Um, Dexter Loomis. Because I'm not a big fan of Cameron Grimes. I'm sorry. That voice, screechy. Um, but no, um, nothing against Cameron, really. But I've not been a big fan of him. But I do have to admit, Dexter Loomis is one of the very few that has grown on me lately. Um, so I'm actually kind of tr- intrigued to see how well this match plays out. Um with this creepy theme music, um, just some of those uh, bulging eyes that he has. Um, but as far as winning that match, um, I'm going to go with Dexter Lewis. Yeah, no brainer for me, Dexter. Jolly? Sorry, Captain Caveman. Three for three, Dexter Lewis. <laughs> All right. Now, this win match has been brewed for weeks. It's going to be hell. It's going to be banger. It's going to be sick. I cannot wait. Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, Jolie. Who you got? Well, firstly, the fans win. But I've got, um, hmm. I kind of want this rivalry to go on a little bit longer. So I'm going to be the oddball out. And I'm going to say either disqualification or double count out. Because it doesn't matter who. I just want this this to go on a little bit longer just because I feel that one one and done shouldn't be like with the Mercedes Martinez they made that one and done and we don't even know what the hell she's up to right now so I really would like them to um, prolong this rivalry just for a little while longer like maybe make it mm-hmm. to the next takeover um, so either disqualification double count out something um but I, either way, I think the fans win. So, but if I had to pick Rhea. Okay. 
I mean, it's hard. I, I kind of agree with you because I don't really see this being a one and done, and it could go either way on this. Because so, you also uh, have the outside factor of Dakota Kai. We don't know if she's going to get involved or not. That's true. Yeah, I'm going to say Rhea, but like DQ or something. But I don't know. We'll Kayla? I'm going to say the brutality is going to be strong. Miss Rhea Ripley. <laughs> All right. Okay, so North American Championship, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, and it's a spin the wheel, make make a deal match. So the the, the next two matches are going to be two-part questions. One, what kind of match do you think they should have? And two, who's winning? Kayla. Mm, beat the hell out of your opponent match. I'm just kidding. Um, no. Um, it's a good question. Um Let's and some of the stuff, some of the stuff I saw on the wheel was like a four uh match, casket match, uh biker chain match, uh Shotzi's choice, uh mind life, shit like that. Let's do a Shotzi's choice, which I think <laughs> would be quite interesting because of her crazy mind that she has. Um, so let's do. Shotzi's choice because that would really definitely be a good twist um especially if it's a match that neither one of them's ever heard of because I could see her coming out and saying I don't know throw your mud uh we're having a mud match or you know something (laughs) off the wall I could see her doing it um right who's gonna win another person that's kind of grown on me is Damian Priest himself Johnny, I've always liked you, but I don't know. You're just one of the annoying persons right now. Um, either way, I guess I would be happy either way because that'd make Johnny the first ever two-time NXT North American champion. Right. Um, I don't see them ending Damian Priest's reign anytime soon. Of course, WWE will throw gigantic curveballs at you no matter what. Um, so I'm going to go go with my gut instinct and just say Damian Priest is going to retain. Okay. Uh, Trick or Street fight was on that list too. So Shotzi's choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jolie. Well, considering every time he's been spinning the wheel on the NXT app and did the screenshot, it's come out to the casket match or buried alive match. <laughs> so I want to go with the classic and I think it fits Damian perfectly. I want to go with a casket match. Um, and I want Damien to retain. I mean, I do agree with the Shashi's choice because, you know, she's batshit crazy and we love her for it. So it's like if she could come up with some weird ball pit match, you know, apparently she has put a ball pit somewhere in her house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm all for whatever comes out of her maniacally beautiful mind but i still like the fact that you know johnny's like why does everybody want me dead um and like i said i still have a feeling that candace and johnny are going to be getting um shifted up to the roster soon so we will see but yeah so i have damian priest retaining in a casket match all right so i definitely see damian um retaining as far as like what type of match i'm gonna go a little off the wall here with with how priest is with his gear and everything i'm gonna say biker chain match <laughs> a little bit might be interesting very interesting all right so last but not least wait, wait, what was NXT- that what was that match that i was it nxt that i said i fucking called it and i sent that to in group chat but i can't remember what match it was 
Kat, do you remember? You should have cracked it up because it said I fucking called it. Yeah, what was uh, that? Was it the was it the house that house that I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Because I said it on last week's show. I can't remember. It's going to drive me nuts now. <laughs> was it on our text or on the app? text or Twitter? Or It was on the podcast. Oh. Uh, we were going over matches and I said I fucking called it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Alright, so last but least, NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, uh, Jolie, two questions. What kind of match and who you got? I have a Shotzi's Choice match for this one, and Shotzi's Choice is making it into a triple threat match, but Io retains. So with the triple threat be Shotzi going into the match? <laughs> yes, that's why it's Shotzi's okay. Choice. Because she, ah. she got screwed out by Indy Hartwell, so... Yeah, exactly. So what better way than to make it Shotzi's Choice? <laughs> um, but either way, Io's retaining. Right. Alrighty. This one, I can kind of see going on a street fight with these two, especially their tumultuous history. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, EO's retaining on this one. Kayla? I kind of like Jolie's idea. That would be kind of funny. Um, like I said, with uh, the Damian Priest match, um, I could see her doing something off the crazy wall, you know, just for the heck of it. Um, but, no, um, regardless of it, um Eo and her Tokyo Shock's gonna come out on top. So, cool beans. It's gonna be the only gonna be two hours on one day, but it's gonna be a hell of a ride. And Halloween Hack with Shotzi hosting. Who knows what's gonna happen that night? That'll be better than any steak dinner and musical number. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to that part yet on AW, but I heard it was cheesy as hell. I think they were trying to put themselves up for a Tony, and I'm like, that's the wrong category, you dumbasses. It would have to be an Emmy, not a Tony. Tony's for musicals. Yeah, exactly. And sorry, Jericho, you're not that good of a singer. You scream more (laughs) than you do sing. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, my poor poor husband's getting tired of his entrance music already. I mean, I'll agree that Judas is probably... It ranks up there for top themes, but you have to include uh, Boy Hits Car for Love, Passion, Fury for Lita. Um, definitely Metalingus for Edge. I think that ranks above anything that Jericho's ever done. Mm-hmm. And um, Rev Theory for I Hear Voices. So there you go. Like, like People saying that he's the best, I'm like, I, I can name three that are better. <laughs> I mean, I hear voices, like, I actually just have that downloaded, and I'll just, like, fucking crank it up when I'm in a funky mood, or, you know, when I want to get hype, when I used to work the Eagles games, I would listen to You Think You Know Me, right, while I'm walking through the, like, the the stadium, so I was like, you know, I I listen to themes to hype myself up sometimes, but, you know, I I never would ever listen to Jericho's themes to hype myself (laughs) down, like, I think I had his theme for an alarm. Yeah. To wake my ass up. But yeah. So. No, I mean, the last. Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the last. It's like right now I got Alice's old theme as my alarm. Before that, I had Batista's. Oh, speaking of themes, apparently a certain limitless one Mm -hmm. was in a recording studio. 
So somebody is getting a new theme. Can't wait to hear that. And so I hope everybody will calm the hell down. I mean, it's like he read to the change, you know, but it's like, I mean, yes, I was pissed. I, I'm a Keith fan. I was pissed off about it at first, but then when I found out he agreed to it, I was like, like cool. He agreed to it. Let it go. But it's like well, some people were still upset about it. Because his original music, I think, was done by CFO. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they wanted a lot of money paid for it. And they've got Josiah Williams. That dude did a freaking Bailey rap. Off the top of his head. That was great. That was fly. That was like fucking awesome. So if they need somebody to do some of these guys, you know, I'm pretty sure Wale will come in and do some raps too. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there, there's plenty of people out there that, that they can hook up for for music. I do hope that Alistair gets some new music. I loved his old theme. Um, I forget who else they said might be getting new music soon, but I can't remember i thought roman Roman, is roman's supposed to okay i thought because like you know this doesn't fit you know the whole the the big giant dog head if this is an island shouldn't it be like an island and a shark or something like that or you know put your tribal tattoo up there you know and stop wearing combat boots and sweatpants like get some bet like get some tights you know at least have the balls to get tights because you know, you want to be the chief, but you look sloppy as hell. It's like he can't really, like, totally let go of his whole shield uh, yeah, they, wardrobe. They, they, it doesn't fit him. Like, if he wants to be this chief, he has to fit it more. He's got to be in... He's got to lace up boots. They can't be combat boots. You know, they can't be Chucks or Tims. They, they, he's got to go old school, I feel. And, you know, I hope that his theme is reminiscent. Like, I when I hear the dead end, I think of the shield. Mm-hmm. We, he, he right now should not be synonymous with the shield if he is going this course. Right. I mean, as of right now, and most likely for the next, I think, four years, I think that's how long his contract is um, in AEW, we're not going to get a shield reunion. But maybe 2024, 2025, we will get that shield reunion. And I think we will, we will, because, you know, Dean or Moxley always said that, you know, he left on good terms. He did. Even though he bad mouthed the fuck out of it. Like, why do they say, hey, we left on good terms? But not, and they go and like they say, oh, that's the dark side. Nobody wants to go there. They bad mouth the fuck out of it. Like, okay, so you left on good terms, but you're shitting and burning that bridge. That makes no fucking sense to me. Um, but so, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure I've heard in interviews where Triple H said that Dean can come back at any time. And, you know, like, probably in five years, Seth might be retiring because, you know, he owes it to Becky to stay at home and be a dad while she goes and runs the world. Um, it's just I, I think so. I guess like it probably in like five years, which. By that time, there could be any number of factions up here. Right. Could you see Imperium versus the Shield? I mean, there, there's just there's just it's it's limitless. And speaking of NXT UK, I'm guessing that Jordan Devlin is not in as much trouble as everyone claimed he was. It's not because he's promoing that he's the he's the real uh, cruiserweight champ. So I think. Like, whatever the whole thing... I think, what, he he smacked his girlfriend, or... I forget what it was. 
But, you know, if in this time off he did therapy and he got his head on straight, you know, then that's all that matters. And we can go from there. Mm-hmm. I know the part how we were talking about the shield. Um, think about it logically. Mock still uses part of it because his entrance is through the crowd. He that's still com- he still comes to the crowd. He still comes through down the steps. Um, back in February when I went, I wish I wasn't so short, but back in February he actually you know came down the crowd and it was it was just like that shield moment again. So technically he's still using part of the shield. So. Well, yeah. yeah, but that's how everybody like. That's another funny thing. Like that's how people know him is as the shield come to the right. crowd. That, that's what they know. And I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, oh fuck. Oh, it looks like our buddy Nilio's show was a success. I was oh, good. Uh, I saw a video on Insta, and uh, the the one guy that was supposed to get to go against Sabu, they shook. I guess Sabu beat him. They were shaking hands, and uh, the crowd was chanting EC Dub. Yeah. So, like, you know, that looked like a brutal match. And so, props to Tanelio putting off a great show in Tennessee this past weekend. Sweet. Congrats, man. Man. Yeah. And then I saw uh, D Rogue. He actually got to a GCW camp and everything. And if not mistaken, got to hang out with Joey Janela, too. So. Like good for, so it's like for him and everything, and definitely want to have both those guys back on the show eventually, hopefully soon. But we got working into the schedules and everything. Oh, man, crazy night, crazy week. Okay. He he also got into a Twitter feud with Tommy Lauren. Oh yeah, oh, God. you did not want to piss that guy. <laughs> Dude, I'm the one that called for an unsanctioned match. I saw shit. I remember, yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Oh Kayla, any final thoughts before we wrap this shit up? Um, other than congratulations again to all the new champions, Ms. Sasha Banks and Randy Orton and eh, Ms. I ain't telling you thank you again. I mean congrats again. You can, whatever. But no. Um nothing else comes to mind. So but no, um, and one thing, WWE, stop making the retribution look weak. I just all I gotta say. You're making them, they made them so dominant, and all of a sudden it's Agreed. like. Agreed. All of a sudden it's just like, okay, what is this? But if there's other members, introduce them to, because I know we still got a lot of our favorites out there that's missing, and I know they're not injured. So enough said. <laughs> yeah, the real whole retribution thing is, it's pissing me off. Like, you had them lose now twice to the Hurt Business, and you have Ali looking like a little punk bitch. And after that promo, it's like, okay, well, when are you going to start spilling secrets, it? buddy? Ali, I know you got shit in your pocket. Start using Like, I was like, they could have done so much shit, but, like, I get it. They want to prolong it. Want good storytelling, so we'll see what happens. Hashtag Survivor Series. Four on four Survivor Series. Five... Five if you get uh, Naomi or another female to hook up with him, so uh, Mia K Reckoning can get involved. Yeah. Hell, it's like when they were um, when Ali did the promotion, uh, the uh, off to uh, her business. A lot of people calling on for Mia to, and Mia and Shelton to get in the ring together. <laughs> I would have loved that, but yeah, I don't know if that would really happen. Alrighty. Oh, she could do well, it. 
Oh yeah, no, I I have no doubt in my mind. She could definitely like get in like go toe to toe. I I would just love WWE pull the trigger, but yeah, we'll see. True. We'll see. That's true. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and take the time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good. One.